God and welcome to Eve's Corner. Eve's Corner is a show of encouragement, enlightenment, empowerment, and we pray that each of you who are listening on today are blessed tremendously by the word that the Lord has for you. Don't think that you are here by incident or accident, but I do believe that uh, God has sent you uh, to listen to the show on today. For a purpose and with purpose. So again, I thank you for joining and I pray that God blesses you tremendously. I am Prophetess Amina Campbell and this is a bi-weekly show uh, for the people of God. Uh, it's also a show for those who may not yet be uh, Christians. It's a show uh, to kind of get you on the right track and to make things more clear for you and to give you a better understanding of the word of God so that you can uh, come on over uh, on the straight path, so to speak. So I do thank you for listening as well. I know that everyone who listens is not necessarily a Christian and they're not necessarily followers of the show. I know that some people are listening just to kind of see what exactly Eve's Corner is all about. So I am thankful for you and welcome to the show. Today's show is entitled Rerouted. That is rerouted. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about what it is to be rerouted and what it means from a biblical perspective um, being rerouted. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you now, God, for our many blessings. We thank you, God, for watching over us and for keeping us. And God, we pray for those who are listening to the show on today. God, I pray that you not only bless them, but bless those that are connected to them. God, help them to get clarity and understanding from this word that is coming forth on today, God, and enlighten their hearts, God, and lift up their spirits. God, I pray that you lift up every bowed down head right now in the name of Jesus. I pray now, God, that you touch those who are sick and afflicted. 
I pray, God, that you move by your spirit in the name of Jesus for everyone that is listening on today. God, just give your people what they need. God, help them to have a listening ear. God, remove the hardened hearts. God, remove the scales from the eyes of your people on today. God, we thank you that your word says, and all that getting to get an understanding. Your word also says that understanding comes by the books, God. So as we study this guide that you have given us in the word of God, as we study, God, this operations manual, help us to see more clearly, God. Give us clear direction. God, open doors for us. God, shut those doors that you don't want us to go through, God. Move everything out of the way that's not like you in the name of Jesus. We bind the enemy on every hand right now. We bind distractions. We bind disturbance. We bind confusion in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you right now in advance for what you're going to do for us on this day. In the name of Jesus, we count it done. In faith, amen. Amen. So the word for today is going to be coming from the book of Acts in the ninth chapter. That's the book of Acts, the ninth chapter. So go ahead and, and grab a hold to uh, your word, whether that is uh, the old trusty um, in the big old family Bible that some of us have sitting on our tables and throughout our homes, or whether that is by um, some sort of an uh, internet device. Uh, I just want to give you some time to get to Acts, the ninth chapter. It's important to be able to see the word, and then you get that word into your spirit when you are able to hear the word um, and, and just get an understanding. So, again, Acts, the ninth chapter. And before we begin reading, I want to first define the word rerouted. Um, and many of us have been rerouted. So rerouted is simply um, having to change the path that you're on, um, whether it's someone or something, um, but it's having to go along a different route. Uh, an unexpected route, a route that you didn't plan. For many of us, uh, your plan might have been to go to college for four years and then you plan on graduating and get that dream job and you want to buy your dream car. And then in two years, you plan on getting married. And in two more years, uh, you want to have your first child and you want to buy your dream house. You had planned on traveling. You'd planned on investing your money and living happily ever after, you know, after you marry this dream person that you imagined all your life and all of what it was supposed to be according to your plan. Now, what you got instead was dropping out of junior college because you couldn't afford to go to a four-year college and you married the dude who got you pregnant and you're working on a dead-end job, now you're getting fat, your baby's got asthma, your husband can't keep a job, your hair is falling out, you just got diagnosed with high blood pressure, and you're sick and tired. 
That's what actually happened. Now, brothers, I can't leave y'all out. Some of you had a good job and you were praying for a wife. And then you meet this woman and you fall in love and she's a perfect 10. She's a God-fearing woman. She looks good. She's smart. Got this long hair and pretty eyes. She's got a good job and she wants to have a family too. So you marry her. You marry this 10. Now she's gone from looking like a Coke bottle to looking like a jug. Her pretty eyes were actually contacts. Her long hair was a weave. Her pretty teeth were really a full plate. That's why they were so straight. Her nice car that she was driving when you met her, yeah, that was a rental. And she can't even have kids. She lost her job. Now she's nagging you every night about all that you're not doing for her. You can't even focus on your job because she's about to worry you to death. Uh-huh. Somebody say rerouted. This was not your plan. And and for many of us, we spend a lot of time saying, Lord, why did this happen to me? Lord, how did this happen to me? What did I do? I know that just because you're going through something, you need to understand that it doesn't always mean that you did something wrong. That's the first thing that we begin to think because we, we had this plan for all these great things that were supposed to happen according to our timeline and according to our mind and according to these quote-unquote goals that we set for ourselves. And things didn't work out the way we planned. Especially if you made these plans with some other friends of yours, for instance, in college and, you know, some of your girlfriends and and y'all all got together and, you know, you decided you were going to have all these, you know, kids together and go toward these goals together. And and what if everybody else got theirs and you didn't get yours? Like you're the only one in the group. Yeah, you were rerouted. What about you, brothers? What what if, you know, your mama told you that, you know, if you were a God-fearing man and you did all the right things and you said all the right things and you dressed appropriately and you were trusting God and you were praying and you were at church, you know, doing doing what you were supposed to do and you were at prayer meeting and you were at Bible study, then all of these wonderful things would happen for you. And that's not how it worked out. You You got rerouted. The first thing that many of us begin to think is that, man, I must have done something wrong. And other people will even tell you, you must have done something wrong because they're looking at you sideways now. And they're thinking, hmm, if he did all the right stuff and he's in the same boat I'm in, why in the world would I come on over to the Lord's side? Because they're looking at you as the example. And, and boy, what kind of example are you? Now you're embarrassed and, and you looking crazy and you're down and used to be running around gung-ho for the Lord. But you were simply rerouted. And that delay does not mean a denial. It doesn't always mean that you did something wrong. So the first thing you have to do is get rid of that guilt because that's what the enemy wants you to believe. We just get off track. And some of us don't even know how we got there. We don't know if it's our fault or we just weren't paying attention. But most of the time we're rerouted because God has far more planned for us than even we can imagine. We don't always know what's best for us. So that little timeline that you had in mind 
might not have correlated with the things that God wanted you to be doing when God wanted you to be doing. Oftentimes we we have these plans for our lives, but not even taking into consideration God's plan. We're just trying to do it our way. A lot of times we're running from what it is that God has called us to do or what it is that we know God has told us to do. So we set up all these little plans according to our mindset or what society dictates we should be doing. When we get to age 30, we should have this. And when we get to age 35, we should have that. And that's not even the plan that God had for us. God has called you to do something else and and, and you're trying to jump over here and do what your friends are doing. Remember, God wants what's best for you. And his will will be done in your life. So again, remember, much of the time, we're rerouted because God has a plan for our lives and it's better than we have imagined. We can't even think about all the wonderful things that God has for us. Our mind can't contain all of that. So therefore, you just have to trust God and go with it. And now Job is one of the best examples that I believe the Bible gives for someone who was doing the right things. But he is someone who was rerouted. Job was doing okay. He was a godly man. He had wealth. He had a wife. He had kids. And he had good health. By all appearances, Job had it going on. It seemed as if Job had it all together. And then all of a sudden, Job got rerouted. Now, of course, it was God's plan. The enemy came and, you know, talked bad about Job to the Lord and said, Ah, oh, you know, you take some stuff away from him. He, he's not going to be worshiping you like this. So God was like, okay. Have you, have you thought about trying my servant Job? Go ahead and try Job. You can't touch his life. Now, we know this story. So we know how Job lost everything. He lost his wife. He he lost his kids. He lost that wealth. He lost his health. His friends came over there talking crazy. But Job knew enough to hold on to God. Why is this important? It's important to stay with God, especially when you're going through. See, Proverbs 3 and 6 says that in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. That scripture is talking about trusting God no matter what. Trusting him when we can't trace him. So since God directs your paths or your route or your trail, then you need to stay with him. Because he's in charge of all of it. Therefore, you'll know which way to go. Right? Right. The last thing that we want is to get on a path that's worse than the one that you were already on. If you're driving on the highway and a detour takes you off of the expected path, it's important that you keep following the detour signs so that you know where to turn because you've got to get back onto the right path. You've got to get to where God wants you to be. 
So therefore, it is vital that you pay attention, that you obey God. It's important that you're listening. It's important that you're doing the things that you're supposed to do to stay on the right path. So, so if your instructions from God are turned here, stop. Don't move. Wait a minute. Pause. Yield. Turn right. Whatever it is that God is saying for you to do, that's exactly what you need to do. Because if not, you're still going to be lost. You are still going to be lost. Now, sometimes we're driving down the road using the GPS system. And it's telling us where to go. But guess what? We turn a whole nother way. Now, it may be because we think we know more than the system knows. Or it may be because we weren't paying attention and missed where it is that we were told to turn or the direction that we were told to go. So when this happens, the funny thing about the system is that it'll send us a message. And what does that message say? It says rerouting. That system comes up with a plan to get us back to where we were supposed to be. Whether it says make a U-turn. Like, you need to turn completely around and go back the other way. And for some of us, that that is what has happened. For some of us, it'll say, make a left, make another left, and make a left. And you realize, okay, I just went in a whole circle. I got delayed, but I was not denied. I had to make a circle to get back to where I was supposed to be. I had to turn. I had to go a different route because I wasn't paying attention because I missed some things. So it took me a little bit longer to get here, but thank God I'm here. For some of us, we just decided, I, I, I know where I'm going. I, I ain't listening to this GPS. Guess what? That's why I love the Lord. Because when we get off track, he is already rerouting to get us back to where we need to be. And all we have to do is listen and follow the instructions. That we were given in the first place. Sometimes as followers of God. We need help to get back on track. Spiritually. Sometimes. We intentionally veer off. Because we think we know. We think we got it all together. And sometimes. We get off track. Because we're just not listening to God. So we drift further and further away from God. We still just don't have time to go to church. Ooh, I can't go to Bible study because they talk too long and I get sleepy and it's a school night and I got to get the kids in the bed just drifting further and further away. It's important to know that God has not left us. We're the ones who got off track. But I'm so thankful that he sent his precious Holy Ghost to lead us and to guide us, and to convict us when we're wrong, to convict us when we sin, when we do things that we know we're not supposed to do and get off track. But all of this helps us to get back on track. All of this helps us to get to where God wants us to be in the first place. So don't think that you're alone if you just had your GPS going and you were going a whole nother direction. You're not alone. You're not the only person that has ever done that. But I'm thankful to God today that you're listening because you know as of this very moment, you have an opportunity to get it right. 
You got off track. It is absolutely true. You went your own way. It's absolutely true. But you are not defeated. You are not stuck there. And the word of God says that you can get back on track today. So now let's go to our scripture. Looking at Acts, the ninth chapter. We're going to just begin in the third verse. Now, you know, throughout the message on today, we'll be referring back to uh, these passages of scripture. Really, the entire uh, ninth chapter is talking about the conversion of Saul. When Paul was converted from Saul to Paul, when the Lord changed his name. Now, today we're just going to read, uh, I believe, verses uh, three through seven. Well, we'll read three through eight. Um, but in your spare time, you can definitely read down at least to verse 21 or 22. So you have an understanding of the entirety of what Paul's conversion was like. Starting at the third verse, the Bible reads, And it came to pass that as he journeyed, he was approaching Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. And he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise and enter the city, and it shall be told you what you must do. And the men who traveled with him stood speechless, hearing the voice, but seeing no one. And Saul got up from the ground. Though his eyes were opened, he could see nothing. And leading him by the hand, they brought him into Damascus. We've read verses 3 through 8 of Acts, the ninth chapter. And we're talking about the conversion of Saul. His name was Saul at that time. And after he was converted again, and, and uh, he had a significant emotional event to where he was able to go from religion to truly having his eyes open and his scales removed. Because as the scripture says, sometimes we're looking, but we still can't see. Sometimes we're driving along with that GPS system and we think we're paying attention and we have totally missed it. And that's what has happened here with Saul. Saul was a person who was religious. And we know that religion means, you know, somebody just doing something out of habit. You're trying to be seen. You're so stuck on the letter of the law that you don't even realize that you have no clue what you're talking about. You've forgotten all about love because you're busy pointing out everybody else's sin. You've forgotten all about love. You've forgotten all about grace. Because you see something wrong with everybody else, but you don't see anything that you do wrong. You've become religious. And that's what has happened with Paul. Paul was so busy condemning the church folks and persecuting those who were Christians and followers of Jesus. that he totally missed the point. He was gung-ho. He was, he was all about his business, but he was doing the wrong things for what he thought was the right reasons. He couldn't see. He missed it. He was not listening to his GPS system. He was not staying on track with the love of God. So he had to have some significant emotional event to happen. Here it is. Saul was on a journey on the road to Damascus. And then all of a sudden, there came this bright light. And he fell to the ground. You know, oftentimes when light comes or when enlightenment comes we don't know how to take it 
when enlightenment comes, most of the time, we don't even know what's going on. But here it is, enlightenment was coming into Paul's life. It was not just about him being able to quote scriptures and condemn the church folks. But here it is, he was getting ready to be enlightened when he was on his way to yet again do something religious that was condemning the church folks and getting folks killed. He was holding the coats of the people who were physically killing them. So he was killing the church folks. So he's just as guilty. So here it is that Jesus comes to him. He has a personal interaction with God. And that's what it takes, people of God. It takes a personal interaction with God in order for enlightenment to come. It takes a personal interaction with God in order for the truth to be revealed to us, whether it's revealed through a word that you hear on the TV or revealed through going into the sanctuary for church services or revealed because somebody at work is sitting there and they're playing a gospel song and they turn to you and ask you, do you have a personal relationship with Jesus? Sometimes we get offended when folks try to talk to us and, and, and come to us about the things of God. But the truth is, just like Paul, your eyes might be open, but clearly you can't see. Because if you could, you wouldn't do some of the things that you do. If you could, you wouldn't say some of the things that you say. If you could, you would not be condemning the people of God who are just trying to make it just like you. Because you forgot, you used to make that same mistake. You used to do that very same thing. Yeah, you haven't always been a non-smoker, but a lot of folks who got delivered from smoking look at other folks and be like, ooh, they smoke, ooh. Come on, people of God. It's time for you to open your eyes and truly see. Get back on track. Get back to where it is that God wants you to be. Get back to what it is that God is calling you to do. So now here it is that Saul heard a voice. He heard the voice speak to him saying, why are you persecuting me? Because he wasn't just persecuting the people of God. Jesus was saying, you're persecuting me. You have a problem with me because you have a problem with my people. Here he is on his way to another meeting. And some of us do that. We just on our way to church all the time. We on our way somewhere. But not even realizing we can't see. We're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. We've missed the whole point. Some of you sisters will rush off to church and won't even cook a meal for your children or your husband. That's not how this is supposed to work. Some of you brothers will be rushing off to help brother and sister so-and-so with something broken in their home. And your home is in shambles because you haven't fixed anything there. That's not how this is supposed to be. Charity begins at home. Love begins at home. So that same type of love that you're talking to brother and sister such and much about, you need to have that same kind of love at home. Open your eyes. Get back on track. Get back on the right road. And in Saul's case, as it is in ours, God had another plan for him. When he went down, he was Saul. But after he got rerouted, after he had been enlightened, after he had a personal encounter with God, his name became Paul. The Bible says, behold, all things are new. We are new creatures in God. 
once we dedicate ourselves to God, we're new creatures. So those old things are passed away. But you can't forget where God has brought you from because you need to be able to go back and tell somebody else in that very same situation, baby, I used to do the same stuff. Let me tell you my testimony. Let me tell you how God delivered me. Stop lying. As church folks, look like we lie so much. And we have that selective amnesia. Tell somebody your testimony. Tell somebody how God delivered you. Tell somebody how God brought you out. Tell somebody about how God rerouted you because you were on the wrong path just like they were. Some of our children don't even respect us because we're so busy pointing fingers at them and telling them everything that they do wrong rather than saying, daughter, let me have a real conversation with you. I did the same things you're doing, and that's why I'm telling you not to go that route, because I know. See, you've made her think that you're just perfect. Oh, no, people of God. Stop telling your children those lies. Tell them that God delivered you. Tell them that you know what they're dealing with, because you've been there. You understand what they're dealing with, because you've been there. And then tell them the truth about how God delivered you. Don't make them think that you've never done anything. Tell folks the truth. Help them to see, help to enlighten them because all this time they've been walking around feeling guilty and feeling condemned and the enemy is beating up on them and making them think you don't love them and making them think you don't care. And the real truth is you too were rerouted. You too were set on the right path. God delivered you. Now help them to get straight. Don't condemn them. Don't keep putting them down and talk about everything they've done wrong. Now, another biblical reference that we have, because there there are several references in Scripture that talk about being rerouted by God. So another one is David. David went from tending sheep to running for his life to being a king. Somebody say rerouted. Let's talk about Joseph. Joseph went from being called and anointed of God to going out with his jealous brothers to being a slave to being in jail to being the governor again somebody say rerouted Moses went from being a sheep herder to leading millions of Israelites out of out of Egypt Somebody say he was rerouted. People of God, rerouting can happen to any of us. For somebody listening right now, you might have lost your job. Guess what? You've just been rerouted. Many of us had to lose our jobs so that God could move us to where he wanted us to be. Now, We have jobs with more money. We have jobs with less stress. And it put us on the right path to meeting our destiny partners, our spouses. Some of us were thinking, just like you are right now, why do I have to go through all of this? Well, the Bible says in Isaiah 55 that God's thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are not our ways. So therefore, 
since he knows what he's doing and we really don't, then our job is to simply trust and obey. Trust God. Obey God. Because he already knows the end from the beginning. He already has a plan for us. According to the book of Jeremiah, he's let us know that over and over again, our job is simply to trust and obey. So that means that we have to stop murmuring. It means that we have to stop complaining. Because you're not going to win this one. You're not going to win. God's will will be done in the earth. So therefore, stop complaining about it and just do what it is that God is telling you to do. When Paul was finally walking in his calling, God was able to use him mightily. Throughout the New Testament, we see references to Paul and we see several New Testament books that he wrote to the churches. We see several things that that he did throughout scripture once he got on the right track. God was able to use him to teach other young preachers. God was able to use him as an evangelist to go from place to place and talking about Christianity. God was able to use him to get all kinds of folks saved and brought into the kingdom of God. All of this came after he got on the right track. Don't you know that God wants to use you? Don't you know that there are some plans that God has for you, some things that God wants to do with you and through you? But you've got to stay on the right track. Just like Paul, you can be off track and think you're doing the right thing. But it's important to be enlightened and have God to speak to you. To take you from religion to true love and relationship with God. That's what it's all about. Having a relationship with God. Somebody right now, maybe even dealing with being broke, no money. You go to work and you're doing overtime and you're doing undertime and you're doing everybody else's time. Well, God is saying that you're being rerouted. Because see, when you had more, you had more money, you had more time, you still didn't tithe. You didn't pay your tithes. You were not responsible with what you did have. You weren't responsible with your money. You blew money. You did all kinds of stuff with your money. So now you've been rerouted. God wants you, God wants us to give into the kingdom. And now you've learned. So you have to tithe and sow on less. But God is going to reroute you again. I want you to understand. He's going to put you back on that straight and narrow path. He's going to put you back on straight street. So that when you tithe on what you do have, then he'll keep the enemy off of that other 90%. And he'll show you how to sow seeds. He'll show you how to make wise decisions. He'll make sure the enemy is not stealing your money. Because you've gone from robbing God, as scripture says in Malachi, the third chapter. To not being obedient and giving to the kingdom of God. So he's going to take care of the rest of the money. 
And then as you obey, you'll realize that you got rerouted and you'll have more than you ever had. Somebody say rerouted. Now, I do recognize that rerouting takes longer. Sometimes it takes you out of what you think is your way. Sometimes it, it, it takes you on a route that you never saw ahead. You never intended to go on. You did not see this coming. And I realize that sometimes rerouting can be painful. Many of us have gone through some things and you just don't feel like dealing with all of this. Some folks listening right now have gone through having items, cars, furniture, had some things repossessed. Some of us have have gone through eviction and, and, and losing your house or being kicked out of your apartment because you lost your job and you didn't have any more money and time ran out and you had to get out, you know, from, from where you lived. And it seems like you're just constantly losing. Some of us have, have had things nice houses and some folks have had to deal with fires and floods and you know all types of other uh tornadic weather you know some of everything death many of us have had to deal with all kinds of things that cause us to be rerouted things that just were not even they weren't our fault but i'm here to tell you that if you trust god in the reroute You'll come out better than ever before. You thought you had it going on then. I'm telling you, if you trust God while you're being rerouted, he'll make a way where you think there is no way. He'll send someone to bless you. He'll put it on somebody's heart to come and give you this exact amount of money. He'll put it on someone's heart to go ahead and finance you or finance your house or finance your car. He'll put it on somebody's heart to give you a job. Don't think because you're dealing with something. God is not paying attention to you. You're just being rerouted. And it was a necessary reroute. Now I have a question for you. Have you ever been driving along. And other people are in the car with you. And you've been going the wrong way for a while and they didn't even notice. Has that ever happened? This is my advice to you. Stop looking for advice from folks that are just as lost as you are. They ride along in the car with you. You lost their laws and they ain't even notice. Stop trying to get advice from folks who are just as lost as you. You read books about how to raise your kids and the books are written by people who never even had kids they read in a book what it should be like to have kids they read in a book how you should discipline they read in a book that kids don't need to be chastened totally contrary to the bible first of all and secondly why are you taking their advice and they're in the car just as lost as you some of you are asking your single sister who's never been married what you should do about your marriage. You're better off asking somebody who's divorced or widowed. At least they can tell you what not to do or they can tell you what they did do that worked well. At least they'll be honest with you. You're asking somebody that's never been married for marriage advice. Stop it. 
They are riding in the car with you, just as lost as you are. Get back on track. Some of you all have folks in the car with you. (laughs) And they're looking at you funny. And you're just trying to get on the right road. Just like Paul's friends did him. They were all confused. Some of your friends, so-called friends, your frenemies, these folks want you to stay lost. You know why? Because they don't want to be out there by themselves, lost, driving in circles, because that's what they're doing. Absolutely nothing. The devil is a lie. You need to get back on track and get back to the highway. You've been running around out there on them dirt roads, those side roads, those those frontage roads for a long time now. Those side roads have gotten old and you need to get back on the main road. You need to get back on straight street. You need to get back on the highway. You need to get back to wherever it is that God has called you to be. Don't let them keep you out there somewhere lost in the woods and y'all just driving in circles, driving past that same tree. You out here in the woods hungry. You out here confused. You out here cold and desperate. You're tired. And all you need to do is get back on track. Come back to God. He has a far better plan for your life. He has so much in store. He has so many things set up for you. But you just have to get on track. Go ahead and take the reroute. And I know some of you listening right now are thinking, man, that's not even what I expected this message to be. You thought I was going to talk about the woman at the well, didn't you? Some of y'all thought I was going to talk about the woman in Samaria. And Jesus said, oh, I must need go through Samaria so he can go and talk to the woman at the well. No, that's not what this is about today. Not today. Because see, reroutes come in so many forms. Mistakes come in a lot of forms. Changes come in a lot of forms. A reroute can be a lot of things. A reroute can be something that's positive, and a reroute can also be something that has just completely thrown us off track. And there are some people listening today that have been completely thrown off track, and they really don't even know how to get back. Take the reroute. First of all, if you don't know Jesus, as your personal savior, it's time for you to get on track. You've been running long enough. And then if you were living for Jesus and you got off track, it's time for you to come back to the highway of life, the highway of abundance, the highway of everlasting life. You've been gone for way too long. You've been messing around out there for way too long. And you need to come back. For some who are listening today, you went on a detour that wasn't even your fault. 
you got off track because of some stuff that you had no control of. There you were driving along and the route just changed on you. You weren't even given a choice. And so as you were going, because things came up so suddenly, God sent you in a way that you hadn't planned. God sent you in a way that you've never seen before. But what you have been missing, the point that you completely let slip, is that, see, God knew that with the road that you were on before, there might have been a huge sinkhole that was swallowing up cars and buildings and other folks. See, you need to stop and thank God because what you were complaining about with your reroute is actually a blessing and God was saving your life because ahead of you was danger and you didn't even know it. Sometimes we just have to stop and thank God for the things that he did not allow to happen. We have to stop and thank God for the things that we couldn't even see ahead. We have to stop and thank God for the things that could have stood and would have happened to us if he had not intervened. Yeah, I realized there were no warning signs. I realized that this came up unexpectedly. But what you don't know is God was keeping you out of danger. He's a good father. I know you were on your road and there was some old beat-up detour sign and you don't even know what happened at the last minute and all of a sudden your whole life was off track. You were completely thwarted. But God, God moved you out of the way of some dangerous and negative things that could have happened to you. So realize that it's just a delay. It's just a delay. It's just holding you up for a little while longer than you had planned originally. But you've got to trust God. Trust him. Even when you can't trace him. Trust him even when you don't know how you got to this point. Trust him when you don't even know how to get back. But your GPS system is working and he's giving you the reroute. You just have to follow it. You can't do this your way. You can't do this in your time because you may be in danger. There may be some things that God is trying to show you how to avoid. So you've got to pay attention to the reroute. Job said, though he slay me, yet shall I trust him. You've got to trust God with this. Because remember, the other folks in the car with you, they have no clue where they're going either. They're just as lost as you. They're right there with you, confused, not knowing what to do, not knowing where to go. So stop asking them for advice. You've got to get back on track. You've got to get back to God. You've got to get back to love. You've got to get back to peace. You have got to get back to your joy. Take the reroute. You've got to get back to sleeping well at night. There are so many things that you've been missing because you got off track. There are so many other places that you can go once you get on the right road. 
But you can't do it out there on these side roads. You can't get there on these little detours and this circle that you've been going in, passing that same tree over and over again. You cannot get there in those negative relationships and substance abuse. You have got to leave that stuff out there and get back onto that highway of abundant life. You've got to leave behind those friends. You've got to leave behind that stuff. Because they're just throwing you off. It's not even what you thought it was. You're not even enjoying it. You're not enjoying what you're doing. You wake up every morning and say, oh my God, I've got to stop this. And then you do it again and again. Get back onto the highway. Reroute. Turn around. Stop what you're doing. And for some that are listening, I, I realize that you may not be backslidden. And you may not be a person who's ever used a drug or ever abused any substances such as alcohol. You, on the other hand, are just a womanizer. You, on the other hand, are just abusive to your spouse. Verbally, mentally, and emotionally. You, on the other hand, just don't pay your tithes and go to church if you feel like it maybe two or three times a year. You need to get back on track, too. I realize that there may be some people who are listening right now who think that you've got it all together and, and this message applies to everybody else. But you don't have any peace. You don't even remember how to spell peace. You need to reroute. Somebody may be listening right now that, that goes to a full-time job every day. And, and although you say that you're thankful for your job, can't nobody talk to you. They don't even come in the break room when you're in there because they, they come and get a cup of coffee and you bashing them over the head with thus saith the Lord thy God. But you have no love. And you're not grateful for anything. Everybody that tries to talk to you at work or tell you, hey, you know, you could do this a little bit better. You bite their heads off. You need to get back on track. And then there's, a, there's those other folks who are listening that, you know, have those secret faults. You know, you're sneaking and watching porno on a regular basis. And you're sneaking and looking at those magazines or those videos on your phone or on your computer every now and then. You know, that secret fault that you think nobody knows about. But God knows you need to get back on track. There are others who are listening right now who just cannot stop gossiping. You're in everybody's business. You know everything about everybody's everything. And you have no business. You need to get back on track. The Bible talks about tailbearers. Look it up. You're running back telling everything that everybody else is doing. You're running back and forth. Or the old folks say a dog that'll carry a bone or take a bone. So remember, when these folks are calling you with gossip and you're taking in all this information about everybody else and talking about everybody else and condemning everybody else and putting down everybody else, remember, while you're pointing fingers at everybody else, you have issues too. You need to get back on track. See, it's those little foxes that spoil the vine. Those little things that can mess you up because you think that you're okay. You think that you're all right. You think that you're normal. 
You're just a little bit hateful. Or you just cuss every now and then when people make you angry. You need to get back on track. It's important that you reroute. Get back on track. Let God take care of the route. You just follow where he wants you to go. And before you know it, you'll look up and you'll have your joy back. You'll have your praise back. You'll have your love back. You'll find yourself singing again in the kitchen while you're cooking. But you have got to reroute. You can't see everything on the road ahead. But God knows. You can't just be in control of everything. You've got to surrender to God. Surrender to his will and surrender to his ways. Surrender to where it is that God wants you to be. Just like Paul. When our lives are out of order and we're not doing the things that God wants us to do and we're not walking in our calling, we're miserable and we start to find fault with everybody else. Walk in your calling. Obey what it is that God wants you to do. I don't care if it's teaching Sunday school. I don't care if it's working in the nursery at church with the babies. Whatever it is that God has called you to do, I'm telling you, you need to do it. You need to reroute. I understand you don't want to get up early and you don't feel like being in Sunday school, but God is saying that that is what he's calling you to do. Be enlightened on today. Be encouraged on today. Because God has a plan for you, but you have to reroute and get back on track in order to get there. Stop trying to do it your way. You're not in control of this. Haven't you been detouring long enough? Aren't you tired of passing that same tree? Aren't you tired of going up and down the same road and still can't find where it is that you think you're supposed to be? Because that's not God's plan for you. People of God. Reroute. God has something better for you than you could even imagine for yourself. And if God has rerouted you, remember, all things are going to work together for your good. I know that you might not see it right now, but all things are working together for good to them that love God and are the called according to his purpose. It is going to work in your favor. It is going to work in your favor. Just trust God. You don't have to trust me. You don't have to believe a word I say, but just trust God. All things are working together for good to them that love God and are the called according to his purpose, not your purpose, not your plan, not all this stuff that you planned out when you were 12 years old and had no clue what life was all about. Not all this stuff that you planned out when you were 18 years old and you got ready to go to college and you just knew this timeline for your life would be perfect. Not those things, because those things only make you depressed. But it's important to be on track with what it is that God has called you to do. Reroute. Get back to salvation. Get back to love. Get back to peace and joy. Goodness, meekness. Understand long-suffering. God wants you to be more patient. 
And if you've already been rerouted, you ought to praise God because God was keeping you out of danger. Because he can see far more than we can. He knows far more than we do. You can go ahead and praise God because he's already rerouted you. Some of us are so thankful right now. The plan that I thought I had for my life is completely different than what God wanted me to be doing in this season in my life. Totally shocking. But I'm happier in obeying God because I was tired of being on that sad road. And God was able to exceed my expectations. It's what I know. I'm a living witness. I want to encourage you on today to just trust God. Reroute, people of God. Reroute. Thank you so much for joining. This has been Eve's Corner. If you need more information about the ministry, you can go to www.campbellministries.com. If you are interested in donating to Eve's Corner or to Campbell Ministries, you can donate by going online to the website and just simply clicking on the donate button. Or you can write to P.O. Box 16214. Again, that's P.O. Box 16214 in Jackson, Mississippi. The zip is 39236. Or if you'd like to comment or share any concerns or make a prayer request, you can email me at acampbell681. That's A-C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L 681 at ymail.com. Thank you so much for joining. I pray that God blesses you real good.